little baby Corona. It's the Movie Toasty Show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 90 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. Dennis, can you believe we're fucking 10 away from the big one zero zero? That I was freaking out when I saw we flipped over to 90 today. That is badass, man. It's I, I know we've said this before, folks, but it's been a it's been a fun road, a long road. And uh you should just jump right on back and check out uh, the previous 90 if you haven't yet so far. But uh, 90 episodes, uh, man, this is this is awesome. I'm glad we've taken it this far. It's, it's, and don't it's forget that we have lost episodes, episodes that we cut out. It's like so it's we have weird. there's we have video episodes on YouTube that I don't necessarily count on the, you know, no, on I'm the podcast. Yeah. No, so it's like you have we probably have over 100 episodes worth of material for you to discover if sure. you have not yet. If this is your first week, congratulations. You've just stumbled upon a wealth of film and film review stuff. <laughs> Congrats news, to you! Polls, quizzes, maybe not so uh, much news. TV talk, um, yeah. Speaking of news, I know we haven't talked about it in a while, but something slipped over my desk this week that I left by on my desk. I mean, I saw online um, one of one of my favorite uh, black exploitation movies, a uh, pretty big big one. I think you've heard of it. Uh, after fifty years, it's getting a well. I guess it's a third one, but they're calling it a sequel. Uh, a sequel to Blackula and Scream Blackula. Oh. Scream. They're rebooting Blackula in a modern day world. Oh hell I, I yeah! Don't know how to do it? I'm ecstatic. Those were such good movies. I love those. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Blackula always had a particular flavor, you know, where he he is an uber intelligent character he's he he wears all of the knowledge he's gained over his centuries of life right there in his sleeve but he immediately adapts to the current times he doesn't recluse himself to his coffin he's he's right there with the people he he understands what the culture is all the time which is fascinating if you can put that into perspective of like what a a human mind like we can't comprehend that much knowledge for like hundreds of years you'd start to just go crazy blackula i remember is, the first time god. i heard of blackula it was on an episode of the simpsons i'm like oh my god they made up this great fictitious character and then when i found out it was oh real, no was, sir holy shit yeah holy shit but uh yeah 50 years by the time it comes out it'll be like 50 years since the uh at least the original maybe like oh, 40 something since the sequel but oh man that and then we're getting a big budget toxic avenger with fucking <laughs> uh we got peter dinklage fucking kevin bacon uh elijah wood it's like what what's going on here like the cycle is restarting the the joy of making movies and the joy of simply watching a film i think is finally going to start to come back given the way this last year went you know people are just excited to to see something big and bold on the screen. I, it doesn't need to be some Oscar reaching thing. I just want to see the explosions, the ocean of blood. I want to see the, the sex, the violence, the, I, I just, I just want the over the top 
experience of it all that we've been missing. That's just at the movies. At the movies. <laughs> the popcorn. The sticky floors. God. Oh boy. We're gonna boy, keep referencing it, folks. I hope you're not tired of it yet because we're gonna keep calling back to it. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh I've been reviewing the Fast and Furious movies uh leading up to F9 next week. Movies. And, uh, the two of us watch <laughs> together uh the, the clip from a few weeks ago on SNL of uh someone doing a Vin Diesel uh <laughs> AMC promotion talking about the movies coming back. That's uh, great. If you if you haven't seen it. YouTube, uh, <laughs> fucking Vin Diesel at the movies, SNL. Even pause this podcast and go watch it. That's gonna be the yeah. best thing you've seen. <laughs> I agree. But, uh, I will agree to that. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, anything, anything else you want to talk about before we get into the nitty gritty of things? No, dude. I honestly am ready for some polls. I am pumped. Let us let us hear what the folks have to say. Well, if only we had a theme song for this. If only. Well, oh shit! That's so badass. I'm happy. That shout out to our editor intern who did that sweet, sweet sound. Yes, Thank you, sir. Uh, Dennis, as you know, you've been reviewing the Bad Batch. You took a week off last week because of Loki and whatnot, but you're going to catch up this week with the last two episodes that premiered, right? Ooh, hell yeah. And I got to say, these two episodes are hands down my absolute favorite of the huh. season so far. The best that Bad Batch has to offer was in episode seven and eight. Interesting. 100%. I can't wait to hear that. that that's a nice oh, little oh, hook I, right there. Oh, yeah, dude. Stick to the end of the episode. Hell here. yeah. Fast forward to about an hour or whatnot, and you'll get there. But uh, Dennis. Or don't. <laughs> um, I wanted to know what our Twitter <laughs> followers thought the best character on the show was out of Omega, Hunter, Wrecker, and Crosshair. <laughs> Oh, no tech. Dennis, no echo. They only give, they only oh. give you four slots, and Adam doesn't watch the show. But we need six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, those are great choices. Great choices. Um, who's your favorite I, so far? I've only watched the pilot episodes. I think but, I know. Uh, I, I think it's. I, I think it's but, the record guy. Is he the one with the crazy mask? Uh, it's he is a fan favorite. Uh, he's the one with the fucked up face, and he's the big. The, you know, the lovable bear. I love explosions and ha ha ha. Let's cause chaos. Uh, everybody. I feel like he is the but fan favorite is, where um, Hunter is kind of the like, which one is he? The Rambo. Okay, dude. I like that guy. He's, he's the main character with the okay. headband. He, he's the calm, cool, collected. He throws his throwing knife <laughs> and all that. He's, he's yeah. a badass. He's a great team leader. He's the cyclops. Here's the guy the that had, just right? got that. He's the guy who's now like, I'm hunting down those he's guys. He's the guy who works for the Imperials. And yes. Omega, she's yeah, just I, sweet seeing the world through her eyes. Sorry, I cut you off. But- no, no, no. That's that's right on point. Uh, and, and Omega also kind of brings that wild card to the, to the table because we're still figuring out who she is. The rest of them know each other. We all know we want to help... Uh, Omega out. We want to get her safe. But who is she really? What purpose was she cloned Mm. for? I still hold by, I think she has uh, Jedi DNA in there somewhere. And because none of them are Jedi, they can't like coax it out of her. But we'll have to see. Again, I'll I'll tease it. 
it's it we we go that direction what if a little she bit. She was Ray's just mother. Have to wait to what if she's related to Ray? Although I guess. I Ooh, now that well, I mean that doesn't add up. I mean all, right? it's it could be possible. It could be possible because Ray's father was an was an emperor yeah. clone, was an early draft emperor clone. So that's not far away. I don't think. Hmm. At the very least, I will say this: she is a precursor to the emperor clone lineage. Okay. All right. I will. I will go. I will okay. agree with that. I but, haven't heard anything. That's just, uh, so, I, I, I got to catch up on the show, especially after review tonight. It sounds like it's going to be spicy stuff. But uh, Dennis, out of these oof, four oh, cats, dude. who would you have voted for? Mm. It's a oh man, I really. I think I'll just say Wrecker. I like. I just it's it's the one character I just want to love because he's just so wholesome and his. His love for the and appreciation for their characters is just so honest, and he has shown multiple times he'll give everything he's got to make sure his team is safe. Mm. He holds up his end of the deal. Like Wrecker's awesome. Now, of the unnamed character, like the characters we didn't mention in this poll, Tech might be one of my favorites, just because he's kind of an ass. I like that he's a little obnoxious in detail, and like, well, actually, it's Ooh, this. That's you know, he has to me, come man. in with the. I don't know how you could have that guy as a main character. Fuck that guy. In the main, but it's like in the middle of a gun battle, he with confidence, he'll just stand up. No, the detonation will happen well, now. And then listen, the I don't want to see, ha- you know, I it's see like, young Sheldon on the battlefield, Dennis. I don't know. I've never watched young <laughs> Sheldon, but I assume he does that in like gym class. You know what? You're probably not far off, but uh uh, of for this poll, for me personally, I will say okay. Wrecker. So that is he. It's just hard not to love him. So we get thirteen percent for Omega, thirteen percent for Crosshair, okay, thirteen percent for oh. Wrecker, and sixty three percent for Hunter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm honestly surprised. I mean, I don't dislike Hunter. It's just like yeah, I mean the. He's the Boy Scout. The main numbers guy, are staggering know? on that. I thought there'd be a little bit more toss up, but it's like 13 for three and 60. What? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Well, OK. OK. And, and out, after that, I thought the fan favorite would have been tech just because he's comes from hey, Clone well, Dennis, Wars. How many people and... did I let, leave off? Or I'm sorry. Sorry. Not not tech. Uh, uh, okay. Echo. I excuse me. So the game um, is six people. But I. Now it's six. Or we should be seven. seven. Okay. Well, it's starting to grow. Well, a little over a regular bit, here is. Uh, I, I, you know, I could do another poll. Put Hunter on there. Echo, um, and the other uh, fucking Ecto guys. Echo Tech, uh, and then maybe some characters I might name okay, later. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to spice it up and 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 do a follow up to this, and hopefully people vote enough. Anywho, oh for sure, for sure. Um, we we as you know now we're in reviews for Loki, and you're gonna hear episode two's review tonight. But I wanted to know, um, yes. what series our uh, Twitter followers were most excited? The upcoming series is they're excited about out of Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She Hulk, and Secret Invasion. Oh, good God! I right? mean, all of those sound wildly entertaining. I, is it? I'm immediately torn between She-Hulk mm. and then Secret okay. Invasion, to be honest. I want to see some scrolls, but I want to see everyday <laughs> Hulk life. 
I want to see. I want to see a lady dealing with being in Hulk as, mode all as a lawyer, the right? She's, she's a lawyer, Hulk. <laughs> yes, she's standing in the courtroom, delivering <laughs> what she needs to in front of judge, jury, and everything else, and she is green as fuck. Uh, that would be and, awesome. Uh, I am looking forward to and, that. And there was some some stills from the show. Uh, we were getting uh, some Mark Ruffalo Hulk in there. Uh, he's been spotted on set. I mean, of course, we had to have known that's coming, because. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's if we're gonna stick with, I believe, if I correct me if I'm wrong, folks, I believe it, she's she comes from a blood transfusion after a car accident, I, where I he's like the nearest family member or something by blood, and then because of his gamma exposure and because she's not a mutant outright, she just fully transforms because it's a not the same process as what Bruce Banner went through. So she doesn't get the option. She's full on Hulk all day, all the time. <laughs> but she retains uh, the difference is she retains her personality. She retains okay. her humanity throughout. And then then they uh, she doesn't they also announce who the villain's going to be in this. I, I, I know I I don't think Ooh. you've watched the show The Good Place. I assume you haven't seen it, right? I have not, unfortunately. I've heard it's, nothing it's but good, good things but, uh, about the good place. Th There's this one uh, lead okay. actress on there uh, opposite Kristen Bell, uh, Jamila Jamil, I think is her name. Uh, oh, gonna, I've heard that she name. She does yeah. like a podcast. She does like, uh, I also think a TBS uh, show. Uh, she she does stuff, uh, but she's going to be playing a uh, villain named Titiana or something like that. Uh, so that, that's interesting. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, anyways, I'm with you. She Hulk and Secret Invasion kind of kind of my top choices. But um, I'm also intrigued by by Miss Marvel because I mean I got a backstory in the Marvel's Avenger game, so I, I, I kind of want to see that more. Ooh. I want to see how it ties into the Marvels. Uh, but yeah. So surprisingly, zero percent went to She Hulk. Apparently, once again, us oh. in the audience, there's a disconnect here, Dennis. Damn, yeah, I guess. 21% went to Secret Invasion. guess nobody really cares too much about Clam <laughs> Jackson. I'm glad we got on the board. I'm glad we I'm glad we got points, yeah. at least. Yeah, Holy shit. Feud, what a fuck does over. We got, like, one point on that. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how that show works. Um, then uh, Miss Marvel got 36%. So that leaves Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight for 43%. Yeah. Well, there we go. I, I mean, I got to say, I'm still curious. I would watch, obviously, mm. all of these. This would just be like if all four of them were dumped on Disney Plus Ooh. tomorrow, which would I would like attempt first? Oh, yeah. She -Hulk. I'm with you. Easy. Hands down. I, I, I would love to explore, especially since I feel like we're going to get a little bit mm -hmm. of comedy in that world. She's going to be figuring out how to live her life <laughs> as half Hulk all the time. Like, I mean, it took movies for Bruce Banner to figure that one out. And he's just a scientist who works sure. with the Avengers. And he still gets to be Bruce mm -hmm. Banner. That's the not wild anymore. Part. Not anymore. Is he doesn't now he's stuck as Hulk. Oh, that's true. But for years. Yes. He was. Yes. I forget. And he was stuck as Eric Bana yep. for a while. So I don't know. That, oh, God. But uh, the success of Loki, well. they announced this week. Now <laughs> Disney Plus is moving all their new shows, episodes premiering to Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays. Has nothing to do with the polls. I just wanted to throw that oh. out there. No, hey, well, that's good though, because I want my Star Wars releases to be on a separate day from my. Marvel oh no, no, this releases, is all, so supposedly all their shows, which makes no sense. Never <laughs> mind Disney. Fuck that. Uh, I need some space. I can't jam them all in one night. Uh, the Please separate ready. them out again. Uh, the toast cannot handle that many slices. I'm just saying. That's very true. 
but um hopefully the the toaster can handle uh one more poll here um oh let's let's jam it in there with jam Disney that poll in there and, and, and loki talk i wanted to know who our followers thought the best mcu villain has been thus far out of i mean there's so many great ones i apologize for missing a lot uh but i chose thanos killmonger zemo and loki Ooh, ooh! but you picked some i was going for some heavy ones, hitters though. i thought damn I, I, you know what? Should we even ask each other? Should we just jump right into the, the, the audience? I, because I'm kind of afraid to answer myself. Like, oh, I, I mean, I will say that the reviews, about, are, the reviews are very, 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 very spread apart. So I, I was going to go with part of me wanted. It's a toughie. I'm tossed up between Killmonger and Zemo, but I feel like Killmonger is just more relatable as a person. Like. He's a little misunderstood. He's more of a person. He's but so is Zemo. But then he's a rich bitch. So I don't know. So Z- But then there's something about I like the chaos mentality of Loki mm-hmm. in that that is the only sure thing in the world. It doesn't matter how much order you try to bring. Rain like the randomness of life will prevail Fair forever. Enough. You know. Yeah, but see. I- I like the, his outlook. On I the respect world, that, I guess. but I couldn't give Loki my bet because, uh, like I said last week, up until like Thor Ragnarok, I didn't care about him. I thought he was a weak villain. But now that they're kind of building out more, I get it. Uh, but so, yeah, so zero percent went to Killmonger. Zero percent went to Zemo. Six percent. Oh, oh, yeah. see, Zemo would have been my right? second. I, to, I swear Zemo would have been my second right? choice. 100%. 6% went to Thanos. I'm like, oh, wow. So that leaves a staggering oh. 94% to Loki. Well, the Loki popularity is peaking right now. It makes sense. But I got to go with the crowd. I like he's always had this certain motivation that's like, although he's changed sides, it's always kind of been about like making himself who he thinks he Fair is. Enough. His vanity is a part of... Uh, is a part of the character. Yeah, exactly. And I like, and we'll get into it, folks, for the, the show. It's been fantastic in the pilot. I will say, I think episode two started off a hair slower. Yeah, it felt like it was going to be a bottle but, episode. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. Awesome. We'll get there. We'll get there. You just got to yeah. listen yeah, to yeah, us, yeah. do a little trivia, talk about a few movies, uh, talk about Bad Badge. Then we'll get to Loki before we close out the show. Yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of which. Speaking of which, oh! man. <laughs> Look at that. We're just taking the Dang. taking the taco right at each other each other's mouths there. Sounds sound like you're saying taking the taco. Is, is that the is phrase? That what you said? Taking the taco that is what I said, actually. I don't think I like that I... phrasing, but uh I think I'm sticking I'm with it now. With the I, I'm gonna own it. Okay. Alright. Let's check let's see if the do you, do you like it? Survey says <laughs> No, nobody likes it, Dennis. I'm sorry. Oh shit. We'll have to wait till next okay. week to find out. If you uh, if you agree or disagree, please go to Twitter and uh, the handle is at movie underscore toast and uh, hashtag taco. Yes. Hashtag taco. No. We'll get back to you next week. And hashtag Richard Karn, because he was my favorite uh, family feud host right after uh, Richard Dawson. The Richards. Oh, see, I I feel like I've only seen the Steve Harvey and I like his mustache. And I like I honestly I think I like uh, Keenan Thompson's. (laughs) uh steve harvey a lot more <laughs> that's not a bad not a bad iteration of uh family feud host uh, but folks we, we are not delivering you tv taquitos here 
Um, this is Movie Toast, and uh, Movie Toast is now incorporating some movie trivia. So, why don't you savor a few of these morsels to share with your friends if they're not familiar? But if you are not familiar with this segment, we're jumping in. This is the Movie Toast trivia. Right now, it is four to three. Adam just broke the tie last week. I mean, it was it was a bloody, vicious battle. He edged out just ahead with one positive answer. And you know what? It was a worthy battle. I, I can, can say it, it has been it has been a fun a, a fun war it's so far of movie knowledge. I've been enjoying it. I've it's, been enjoying it. And now, folks, I hope you're enjoying it too. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, now, I will say, since you are in the lead, I will give you the option of deciding who answers their first well, question. Say, uh, you, you can do it, but before we do that, let's let the audience know if they're new to the game and to the show. Uh, there's four categories to choose from. Each has a dual possibility of choices. You get comedy cartoon, action adventure, drama musicals, and horror sci-fi. And Dennis is more of a horror sci-fi guy, and I'm a bit more of a comedy cartoon guy. And last week, our big brawl to decide the fate of the winner was to stick with our, our, our strong suits. And uh, boy, oh boy, was that a toughie. But I... That Dennis, yeah, it came. It was a close race. It was, it was nice. a close it, race. It was good, sure. but this week we're just going all out. Any category works. Whatever floats. Oh yeah. Out, I will let you do the first. Whatever choice. feels good, man. All right. Um. I let's let's do an action adventure. Let's see what that holds uh, out for uh, me, Coco. In the hunt for Red October, what is being hunted? They, they, they give an A as like if there was multiple choice, but there's not. You just got to know it or not know it. It's just the answer. Yeah. Uh, it is a Soviet nuclear submarine headed toward the American coast. I mean, they said it slightly different, but I'll give it to you. They said a Russian submarine, oh. but you went a little wordy with that. Okay. But yeah. There we go. There we Congrats. go. All right. I mean... Yeah, well, it, is it worthy of a correct answer? Oh, I think I got, so. I got to leave I it up so. to you. Soviet, Russian, okay. uh, you went above and beyond, I feel like. Pre- appreciate. Yeah. Appreciate. Yeah. Well, they are different. They are different. Definably, they are oh, different. Oh, then so. no. I'm going to retract that uh, that prize from you then. I'm going to say, let's give the buzzer of a no then. <laughs> you screwed yourself. You screwed the pooch <laughs> oh, on that, Dennis. I was giving it to you, and you just had to put the taco back in my mouth. Russian, Soviet, I mean... Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> I guess the, the year would define it better, but you're right. But no, I I it should be one or the other. It's not... Oh, God. This is a toughie. Uh, let's flip a coin. Do you got a coin? I don't have a coin. I, I think I have a flip a coin. I don't have a coin. Here, so let's let's go here. You're going to have to take me on my word here. Uh, you can ask Google to flip a coin. Uh, well, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to flip it. All right. So I got this app. All right. So what? I didn't even set up the the thing here. Uh, do you want heads? heads or <laughs> what tails? are you calling? Do you want heads or tails? I flipped it. Did you hear the flipping noise? No, I heard it. Right, I heard so it. Do you want heads uh, let's or go tails? Heads. Okay, it was heads, so you get the points. All right. I don't know why I didn't right. set. It was the- a submarine heading towards the American coast. Uh, you don't. You're that not much go is that correct. You just we'll, we'll, we'll say you got it. Um, since you went out on a reach there, I will also <laughs> take an action adventure. And if you want to throw me some bones here, I'll take it. I, it's only fair. Not it's only fair. fair. Um, ooh. <laughs> no, it's not. Action adventure. The big blue house, the movie. Russell Crowe 
<laughs> Bear in the Maple Head. No. I wish. I wish. Oh, it's a whodunit. It's a murder whodunit. That oh. um, was a terrifying costume to me, by the way. The, the articulating eyebrows I mean, that, were like really you gotta, intense. You got a big, big, big over the top. That's where facial expression comes from. You got to do it. You got to Eugene Levy those eyebrows. (laughs) God damn it. Eugene Levy those eyebrows. It's the family truckster. Um, All right. Here we go, folks. Action adventure is what Toaster Adam chose. And here it is. Russell Crowe stars as quick-tempered, brutal cop Wendell Bud White (laughs) in what 50s era movie? I'll repeat it. Russell Crowe stars as quick-tempered, brutal cop Wendell, quote-unquote, Bud White in what 50s-era movie? There's no multiple choice there, is there? There is no multiple. There is only one choice, and that choice is the right I want to say a name of a movie, but I feel like it's the name of a documentary that I always get confused with it, but you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to... Can I tell you? I'll give you something because you helped me on the last question. I think I know the context of it. I just don't know the wording of it. Um, Have at it. I want to say... Ooh, actually, now, now I'm not confident with that, but I'll take your hint. It uh, it refers to the state I live in, or at least a city of the state I live in, uh, in the title. Okay, see, that's 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 not what I was expecting. So, all right, uh, L.A. Confidential. I don't fucking know. Fuck yeah! Oh. There you go. See, you got it. That is it. For Superman. That is it. It's it's only fair. Ugh. See, folks, look. That that's why you shouldn't have to best friends do a podcast we're just gonna scratch each other's backs but no we're going more, right no into more the next no more of that we we we, 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 we no got that out once, once once a game if anything that's it's or, or do you want to do you want to go zero zero because neither <laughs> no 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 right. it's one to one might as well be zero right. to zero but all right cool what do you want let's want let's hear uh you know what let's hear a comedy cartoon okay. i want to hear your neck of the woods let's let's go I for it get this what Canadian actor starred in Airplane as Dr. Shirley Rack? Oh. oh. Go with your instincts, I would say, Dennis. Oh, crap. What Canadian actor starred in Airplane as Dr. Shirley Romack? Now, I'm going to give you a hint. I don't know if you'll take it or run with it. but this Are man, they also a pilot? This man married <laughs> B. Arthur in the series finale of Golden Girls. Thus far... I'm going to say Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because I don't think I'm going to have a better answer. (laughs) (sighs) Dennis, I'm sorry to say this, but you are correct. It is Leslie Nielsen. (laughs) Oh, thank God. That's why I'm like, you got it when I said airplane and then you you retract. As soon as he said Dr. Shirley, I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) But he says, don't call, don't me, call Shirley. me Shirley. I wonder if that's why, if it's like, a, I don't, I don't know the card. But uh, so let's go horror sci-fi. I'll stick to your section of the woods. The horror. <laughs> All right. Horror sci-fi. Here we go, dude. You, you probably got this one. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. What 80s horror movie features the line? They're here. Huh. I feel like this is more sci-fi. 
It's a fact. I feel like this. <laughs> a little more sapphire. Not so much horror. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Mm. Now this is gonna really, really, really sadden me if I'm wrong. But I'm gonna say Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Final answer. Is that your final answer? I'm sorry, sir. That is not. You needed to go for coach. This was Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Oh, I'm sorry. Poltergeist. I'm Mr. Incredible himself was surviving sorry. the Indian burial grounds. I am so sorry. Craig T. Nelson oh. is a little upset. You were not familiar oh. with where the bones were buried. That's all I'm saying. Fun, 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 fun. All right. So that, that is <laughs> two to one, Dennis. Two to one still. Um, Our, I'm going to go back to my old classic. I'm going to, I want to call the old uh, horror sci-fi. Are, are we going to three or five? I never know. I feel like it's three. Is it three? We always start with three, but then we usually get to five because we end up tying at some point. And it's up to you. It gets close. Do you want to uh, win now or do you want to win later? <laughs> hey, man, I'm good for, I'm good for beating you now. Okay. But I could beat you later. If you All right, want. so let's make it official. Just we're gonna saying. we're gonna change the game from now on. It's always five. Fuck it, chuck it. <laughs> there we go. Let's stop. All right, prairie footing around here. Um, so, uh, what is the computer? Sugarfoot. Uh, in two thousand one, a space odyssey called. How? Yes. Got it. You know, you know, I do my best. Yeah, a comedy cartoon for me. So that's a. Uh, Three to one. Three to one is the score. Three to one. Three to one. Holy fuck. How many questions for this fucking movie are there in this deck? That is what pisses me off. This is an unfair advantage. I'm going to give you the question anyways, because it is a new question. Yeah. But it's the same fucking movie, yeah. and that kind of upsets me. <laughs> yeah. You already know what it is. I got some All thoughts. right. Comedy cartoon. Who is Sully's sidekick in Monsters Incorporated? And you have multiple fucking oh, answers, which I oh, really don't think you need. Oh, Would you like to hear them, sir? I got to say the character or the voice actor? It is the character name and only the first name of the character. Not even the last name, which is synonymous with the name Mike Rozelski. <laughs> I love it. They, they love the Monsters, Inc. on this. I, I love that. They do. And they love they Billy Crystal. It's almost an unhealthy amount, <laughs> I got to be honest. It's it's sad, but it's good for me. Um, so that is what uh, three to two, three Look to two. You, Dennis, three to Look two. At you. Getting close, getting close. Um, I let's 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 hit the horror horror sci-fi. In the day of the Triffids, what attacks Fuck. humanity? Plants, machines, or pets? Once again, plants. Okay. Do you know? Trippets. Do you know this movie? Day of the Trippets? It's yeah. I don't, I've yeah. never seen it, but I'm yeah familiar. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You got this. Tri- Trippets. It's a part of. It's a part of a plant. What yeah. Fuck is it? What? Boom. What? What the fuck is like? What is that movie? What is that? What is it? I don't know. Uh, let, let, let's have some plants from space uh, kill some people. All right, I'm down. I guess. I'm down. I mean, it's, it's it's about all I know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna lose here, but I, I mean, someone's gonna rep it. Drama musical, please. Dr- dr- drama, drama. Ooh, good. Ooh, good one. Good one. Good one. Sean Penn won his first Academy Award for his role as Jimmy Markham in which film? 
This is a fantastic film, by the way. I am I am also a fan of this one. Well, I wish I knew Sean Penn's Ooh. work more. Um but uh what what was the one more what what what, what was the movie? What was the not the movie? Absolutely. You tell me, no, tell me. I'm gonna repeat the question. What was the question? I'm gonna repeat the question. Sean Penn won his first Academy Award for his role as Jimmy Markham in which movie? Jimmy Markham. Oscar. Uh, oh boy. All right. So clearly it's not anything I had seen. Uh, was he in the untouchables? Uh, was he, was he in some other type of gangster? It sounds like a gangster movie to me. Uh, that name, Jimmy Markham. It's like, it's like he, he's a bad guy. He's a bad boy. He's 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 associated with a family. I feel like, or I'm just talking on my butt trying to think of something. But oh boy, I'm gonna go with, ooh, or what was Sean Penn wasn't in the Godfathers. I'd never seen them. So, oh, ooh, ooh, is is it is it? I gotta stop. I just gotta pull the trigger. I'm gonna say The Untouchables because I don't know anything. I don't even think he's in that movie. But I'm gonna go with The Untouchables. It it was not the Untouchables. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. In fact, this is a much more recent film, and I believe this takes place uh, closer to your neck of the woods. This was Mystic famously River? directed by Clint Eastwood. This is Mystic oh River. We are gosh. speaking of, sir. Oh, I am sorry. No, that was a nope, that, nope. great don't, movie. Don't, great movie. Don't you apologize? You know, I've never fully watched it, but I, I've I've seen it in parts. I feel like give it a shot, man. I, I feel like that's the it's, last, it's worth the sit. Last movie I, I, I saw with my dad, uh, it just just uh, oh, as yeah. I was home, I feel like he was watching it. I'm like, huh, this is that movie, huh? Okay, cool. But uh, that's that's a surprise that it it took him years upon years. I I figured you would have got uh, Oscar years right? ago. Right. It, and like, given the film, it's it makes sense. It's got a stellar cast. Everyone is just knocking out of the park. Emmy Rossum, Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon. It, it's it's Taylor's insane the the people that turn out for this. And the oh, fact that man, once yeah. you said in my neck of the woods, it's like it clicked. But yeah, I I don't know why I wouldn't <laughs> think of that. I, I all I could think of was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't know why that's all. and like no. the Machine Gun Preacher, which I think was wasn't even him. I think that was a uh, uh, Leonidas. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That was, that was, that was Gamer. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Um, yep. So how do you want to how do you want to sweep uh, sweep the floor and, and take the victory again? You know what? Let's go action adventure. I'm mixing it up at the last minute. I'm probably going to regret it. No, let's no, let's do I feel it like though. You got a good chance here. What James Finmore Copper novel Uh-oh. was brought to the screen starring Daniel Day Lewis? Uh, there will be blood. Is that your final answer? <laughs> uh, fuck. I guess, yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna go with that. I I, I really don't know. I was, Otherwise, my left foot. I was I was unaware that he was in this movie. Last of the oh, Mohegans. Oh shit! Yes, son of a bitch. Oh, I should have known that one. Hey, Damn it's it. all good. Damn it! I, 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 I'm sure we just had fans screaming at their fucking whatever they're listening to. You dumb son of a. Yeah, I mean, no, Dennis, you're right. I, I just. Yep. I I couldn't think of the movie uh, Mystic River, so. There you go. La- I've seen Last of the Mohicans. I should know so that one. I, but, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know he was Fantastic there. film. Um, so, 
I guess my next question for you would be, um, it, it, what is it? Four to two, right? That That's the score. Or is it four to one? Four to, four to two. Okay. Four to two. Whew. All right. So you know what? I want to, I want to party like it's 1998 again. So let's go comedy cartoon. I love how I'm looking at a card about to read my own question for myself. Sorry. You, you want to party like it's 1998, but instead we're going to go back to 1932. The three stooges replaced Shemp with whom? Oh my gosh, I should know this. Okay. It's classic. Everyone forgets Shemp was the original yeah. stooge. Yeah, I, 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 I always forget, but then it's like, who did he, re- who, who, who replaced him and outshined? What was it? Mo fucking curly is there a larry there's a larry in there gosh darn it oh boy shimp you son of a gun uh gosh i'm just gonna i mean i got i got one out of three if i said those names right so you're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) that that is correct math you remember when the Farley brothers made their Stooges movie and I thought it was going to be an origin <laughs> movie, but no, it was just them making their own version of uh, three. Stoog- it had Sean Hayes and um, what? who's the big guy? Oh, he was, God, he was big right. on Vine. Uh, what's his face? Great comedian actor. Uh, he had, wasn't he on Matt TV for a minute? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I can't think yes. of his name. Gosh, I love him. He's a good guy. And I forget who the other guy was. It's just like, what? And J- for a while, Jim Carrey was going to be in it. What a weird choice. Come on, Farley Brothers. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Curly, but I really want to say Larry, but I'm going to say Curly. Are, are you sure? Well, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. Clearly, the answer is not sure, but I'm going to say Curly. <laughs> well, it's, it just so happens you got it. It is Curly. Whew. Curly is who swapped out Shemp. Now, that is... Uh, it's like, is it movie related? But it is. Because you used to have to watch mm-hmm. uh, Three Stooges before, before your movies, movie at yeah. the theater. Yeah. Yeah. And Which, I wouldn't that, be shocked. Great, I bet they got movies. I forgot all of them. They do. They do. What, what, uh, it's where I saw them as a kid and I'm like, fuck these guys. But now I'm like, you know, I kind of want to watch them. Got to get those like 50 DVD boxes. The classics are good. No, you get, uh, check out um, MeTV Saturday mornings. Mm. We'll do a long block of uh, Three Stooges, yeah. the classics. Maybe that's what Good I got to do now that I'm out of fast movies. But all right, Dennis, time to sweep house here. What do you what do you want here? You know what? I, I may or may not get it, but give me the horror, the horror sci fi. Let's see. All right, Dennis, you just how we do secured over there. a four to four tie here, Dennis. We'll see. No, no, there's no seeing who directed the original Halloween back in 1978. John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. There you go, buddy. Boom. You got this. All right. There it is, folks. We've tied it up yet again. Look at that. Four to four. I I think it's only a good measure of a movie toaster that we're even, right? I think so. And I, 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 that's just me, I guess. (laughs) I, 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 yeah. That's it. It's, (laughs) we are even footed. It's just different flavors. You know, we just, we just go down different genres, which it only benefits you toasters. And to be honest, that only benefits the next segment, the reviews, which we're going to jump right into our first review of the night right now. And uh, Adam, I think you're going to take it, take it away. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, So 
I watched a movie called The Hitman's Bodyguard, starring two guys who I love in movies, man. I'm talking about Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. I'm a AAA-rated executive protection agent. And you're the most wanted hitman in the world. My job is to keep you out of harm's way. Now, oh, yeah. in this, the hitman is played by Sam Jackson, Darius Kincaid, and uh, the bodyguard is Ryan Reynolds, and I fucking already forgot his name, so that, that says a lot right there. Um, God, God damn it, now I gotta look this up, because I should not forget his name, because it's very relevant in the movie here. Um, I'm gonna pause, let's pause this as I, as I, as I look that up. And wow. now is the time we're pausing from the show for Adam to do some more research <laughs> for the factoid he's supplying to you at the Movie Toast audience. Here you go. This is the allotted time we are spending to do our research necessary to deliver to you, the audience, the true information. So like I was saying, the infamous bodyguard is played none other by ryan reynolds and that character's name is michael bryce all right michael <laughs> all right so michael so these two have kind of been enemies for a while like they he did fucking the hitman struggle killing him a few times and whatnot and um so it turns out that fucking sam jackson his wife is imprisoned and uh The government wants to let his wife go. Wife, by the way, played by Selma Hayek. And um, so ideally, they're like, hey, we have this guy who's kind of a war criminal, but there's only one other person who can say that he's actually seen him killing people and doing nefarious business. And we know you, you're up to some shady shit, so you may or may not have worked for him or you might actually know what's going on with him. So if you drop, spill the, uh, spill the beans on them, we will let your wife out of prison and you'll still be in prison, but your wife will be free. And, uh, so Sam Jackson's like, yeah, I'll do it. Shit. Yeah. And, uh, it kind of becomes like, in a way it becomes a comedic version of the, uh, Moe's deaf, uh, Bruce Willis movie, 16 blocks. You remember that movie, Dennis? Oh, I, I, I didn't see it myself, but I remember wanting to. But oh no so, no no! I take that back. Yes, I did. I did see that movie. Yeah, in a way, interesting. It's like that, okay, uh, and the war oh, criminal wow. uh, is played by uh, the the great Gary Oldman. Um, so pretty much, um, the on the way to court, um, Sam Jackson is bombarded. People are trying to kill him, and there's one F uh, Interpol agent. I was going to say FBI Interpol agent who survives this attack and the two of them are on the run. And she's like, there's only one person I know that can help us in this situation. My ex lover, Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds. He was at the top of his game. He was a triple a bodyguard, like the top of the top, except for one, one person got killed on his watch and he blamed his, his ex lover for that. He thought she had something to do with it. And he broke up with her. He lost his AAA rating and his life's just been in shambles. And uh, she calls him up and he's hesitant to do so. But he's like, fuck it. I might as well help. 
And so once he finds out it's it's Sam Jackson, he's like, oh, fuck, I don't the two of them don't want to work together. But, you know, it is what it is. You got to do it. So pretty much it's Ryan Reynolds has to get Sam Jackson to the court in time and wacky things ensue. And I I don't even know how many times Sam Jackson says motherfucker. I feel like he's going for a career high in this movie. (laughs) And there's even a point where Ryan Reynolds is like giving up on him. He's getting a coffee somewhere and he's like actions happening behind him. He's talking to the barista. He's like, this guy ruined the word fuck for me. He ruined motherfucker. I don't even know how it's possible. <laughs> and there, there's there's some comedy in here. I, I'm not going to lie. I saw it back in fucking 2017 when it came out because I was so excited. I was bored out of my mind when I saw it. I felt like everything was forced. I felt oh, like I got to be honest. The funny. trailer looked boring as fuck. I, this yeah. is one I stayed away from personally. I had no interest mm-hmm. in seeing. But I said, you know what? I'll watch it again. I'll give it a shot. Maybe I was just jaded. Nope. I was not wrong. Still right. Oh, man. It was not great. There was some good action in it, sure. But it just did not stick in the landing as a comedy. It just did not work for me. So I'm going to give the Hitman's Bodyguard one and a half slices of toast. If you want to watch it, you can. Don't waste your time if you don't. Dennis, you didn't miss anything. I commend you for not seeing it. Oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, I won't (laughs) I won't bother wasting my time then. Um and folks, uh, here's another one you may or may not want to spend your time on. Uh, I, I'm going to follow up with last week's review of The Shining with the sequel we got 30 some odd plus years later, uh, Dr. Sleep. You're magic, like me. I need you to listen to me. The world's a hungry place. A dark place. Hi there. I only met two or three people like us. They died. When I was a kid, I bumped into these things. Starring my favorite Jedi, Ewan McGregor. Well, let's be honest. One of my favorite Jedi. Not my absolute favorite Jedi. Um, anyways, uh, Ewan McGregor is, is uh, taking up the role of Danny child from our first film and this is picking up sometime later he's a full-grown adult he's kind of an asshole he's uh he's he's battled his demons he's gone through his shit obviously but he's still pressing on at the same time we're seeing uh the blossoming of another young shine i guess we'll say um an- another another child who seems to have well, well beyond the abilities Danny had, and she seems to be a much, much more in touch with the shine than Danny was in the first film. And this is uh, Abra, who we're going to get to know over the course of the first fucking hour and a half of this movie. This is two and a half hours long, and it was quite, quite the endeavor. I got to be honest; I just kind of jumped in without actually seeing how long the film was. I just knew. <laughs> this is, comes up after The Shining, and I thought, yeah, let's just, let's do it. Uh, whew, my goodness. It, it is a lengthy film, but mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, the look and the tone of every scene was was pretty awesome. Uh, I really liked diving into the, the, the this world, diving into this mind-reading, telekinetic, mind-magic world. We're getting a lot heavier into this side of the things where we talked about having the shining in the first film, although that's the title of it. We actually don't spend a lot of time talking about 
these psychic abilities. That is all this film is about. 100% fully focused on what it's like to live the life as this type of person, as someone who has the shine, as they say. Um, I, I liked seeing the structure of things here. But like I warned you with the amount of time the, the, the film is, it's a, it's a pretty fucking long one. This is a film while watching it. I felt like I was reading the book. I mean, you talk about a slow burn. The first film is a slow burn. This is a slow. I, I don't even know the word to use. It, it just it takes a many, many this times makes longer. This the snail look like a fast speed racer. The next the Fast and the Furious realm film is going to be starring a snail, and that will be moving as a, at a faster pace than this movie does. Uh, it's visually interesting, as I said before, but good God, it takes its time getting there. Now, I like establishing the backstory for characters and stuff. Like, I, I like seeing the reason why we should give a damn about anyone. But holy shit, I don't need to see everyone's, like, where they were born i don't need to see everyone's first middle and last name i like it just it go it went into way too much detail we could have just jumped right into the road part of the story got right on track with him tracking down oh i felt i i i liked the depth we gave the characters the performances i thought were solid i liked the structure of the world we were building i just think we were there a little too long it as, as I was starting to enjoy a scene, we just kept beating that horse to death. And I was like, oh, okay, let's move on to the next thing. Please, 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 please. Um, now, I do have to say I regret not following Adam's advice because I totally spaced and I totally forgot to try the director's cut version, which he said in the last episode, we've all heard is it supposed to be a better cut of the film so this review is the standard theatrical release that is available on hbo max which is where i filmed it filmed it which is where i watched it and i said you uh, legally bootleg this film is that what you're trying to tell us you got a I, VCR? I recorded it on my phone in my living room while streaming it so that i could yeah, watch it later on a smaller screen even though i have the app instead now um now I dennis I, I gotta be honest with you i've never seen the extended cut i've heard things i just was trying to dance around the fact that i thought this movie was fucking dog shit and i didn't want you to watch it but i wanted to get your take because you and i have, we vary in flavor so i do apologize well, yeah, for not telling you i hated it no 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 you know what I, that's totally fine because like i said i actually really liked the world this existed in now, uh, after watching the film, I, I did cruise around and see what some other opinions were online. And I will have to say, several reviewers said something that I can agree with. I think this film would have been much better as a serial script. If it was a miniseries, maybe it was like four to six episodes long. And we broke it up into smaller pieces with the same cast. I liked the cast. I liked the characters. Oh, yeah. It was just so much to sit there and try to absorb all that for almost three hours. Um, a mini series, hundred percent. What we have in front of us, way too fucking much. So I'm personally going to give Doctor Sleep two slices of toast. I I know there's worse opinions about it, but I I got to admit I liked the exploration of their powers. I liked spoiler spoiler spoiler. There's your warning, folks. Spoiler spoiler. I liked that we went back to the hotel. I, I mean, I honestly thought we were going to cut the movie off as we were driving up the driveway, and that would have been enough. 
just seeing it in the distance and like, oh, there we go. And it's over. But no, that was a whole nother like almost hour of the movie was living in that thing. And yes, that was very, very long. And we had a lot of things to explain away to magic, but I was kind of okay with the explanation. It's just, again, the time. I love slow burn movies. This was well beyond a slow burn. This was a smolder. This was an ember that you had to, you were blowing on for fucking two and a half hours just to keep alive. Uh, so yeah, it might be generous, but two slices is what I'm going to stick with for uh, Doctor. Yeah, fair Slip. enough. Fair enough, Dennis. I mean, they can't all be winners. You know, sometimes no, the world is full of stinkers. And sometimes we just want to watch a fast movie. Oh, Dennis, it's bittersweet, <laughs> but I'm at the end of the f- current fast saga. Oh. I'm here to report on the report on the I'm here to review the fate of the furious. You know what I like about you, Dom? You're a genuine outlaw. But you're a family. The hell of a job, brother. When we get back to the base, beer's on me. He's about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. You. I like that title. Tell, please inform us on the fate of the furious. <laughs> okay, so this movie kind of picks up where the last one left off in a way. In a way, a little bit of time's passed, but... Wow, that was a lot of, like, explain. It kind of picks off, in a way. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just, I loved that delivery. (laughs) So, uh... (laughs) Dom and Letty are finally on their honeymoon, because, as we found out in the last movie, they got married, and she went missing, and she was uh, presumed dead, but now they're, 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 they're on their honeymoon, finally. And, uh... We're in the next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And after a steamy sex scene, I mean, they show Oof. that they're about to fuck and then they pick up post-coital, post-coital. Um, uh, fucking Letty's like, Dom, uh, earlier when we we're doing that Havana street race and uh, before that, when you're talking to a father so, and son. So that's what they call it these days. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the Havana the old street race. Ho- ho- Havana drag race. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh she's like i saw the way you were talking to that father and son and i couldn't help to think that you would make a great father and i'm like whoa oh whoa, whoa 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 what what would make him a great father i don't i don't know because he, he sounds like groot i don't know um <laughs> but and 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 he kind of deflects it and he's like are you hungry and she's like yeah he's like <laughs> give me five minutes i'll be back and then, as he's walking back, he's got a classic bag. He's walking down the streets of Havana, and uh, he's got a bag. I think there's like a baguette popping out and whatnot. And oh, there's God. a uh, there's a lady who's like under her hood trying to fix a car. He's like, "You need help." And like, then we reveal the atomic blonde Furiosa herself, Miss Charlize Theron, and she's like, "Yeah, my car's not working." And then like, he's like, uh, "What are you here? Are you here for a?" Uh, pleasure or business she's like oh i'm here on work he's like dress like that must be casual monday and it's like oh dom you're in a you're in a fucking sitcom here dude you're damn because she's dressed kind of like a sexy lady um <laughs> dan- 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 <laughs> so he uh he looks under the hood he's like well that might be because your uh your spark plug's missing or something something obviously is missing and she's like like this one here 
Dominic Toretto on your honeymoon. You've been doing the same things every day. Did you realize that this one street was shut down and the bodega you go to is closed and this and that? And he's like, listen, lady, I like to play games. I play the games with the best of them, but let's cut to the chase. I don't know what voice I'm doing. <laughs> I can't do a Dom Toretto voice. The movies. <laughs> and she- and uh, we find out that she was the boss that our original um, Shaw was working for. And he, yeah, of course, him and his gang stopped uh, Shaw from doing his nefarious business and whatever she needed was unable to be finished. And she's like, oh, now you're going to pay. You're, you're going to have to work for me to, to, to do what Shaw was going to do. And he's like, why would I do that? And she shows him a phone and then it just cuts and then we see him writing a note at night. And then then we see cut to a classic. I'm sorry. I'm just walking you through the movie. So anyways, it's it's ideally uh, our, our main man, Dom Toretto, goes rogue from his group. He thinks everyone thinks he's, he's helping Hobbs out on a secret mission, which if Hobbs doesn't pull off, Hobbs is uh, trying to be a family man. When we meet him in this, he's uh, coaching his daughter's soccer team and uh, the, the, the government comes to him and they're like, you need to do this for us. But if you, if you screw up, we can't help you. You're going to be locked up. This, this has to be off the books. He's like, all right. And uh, so he's like, and they're like, <laughs> he's like you're, all right, but you're going to need a crew. He's like, I already know one. And then he calls up Dom and then we see them in Moscow. They're doing the mission. It's going great. And uh Oh, nope. You son of a bitch. As, as the, uh, the Hulk says, <laughs> the rock says, uh he he goes rogue he uh flips over hobbs's car he leaves his group he tells lady i'll see you when this is over and they're like what what <laughs> he went rogue and then of course uh hobbs ends up getting arrested and sent to the maximum security cell in which he sent Sh- uh Shaw to in the last movie and uh oh, guess who who's uh but before he goes in there mr nobody played by uh santa claus himself uh everyone's favorite uh 90s uh 80s movie star kurt russell as his awesome character mr nobody oh. shows up with uh i think we, we, we dub, yes <laughs> we dub his his new apprentice little nobody um by uh, uh mr clint eastwood's son uh what is it, scott eastwood oh yeah and they're and they're like hey you're gonna if you want uh, we, we'll break you out of here we'll get you out and you just gotta come do this job with us and he's like no, I'm going to go to court. I'm going to get out here on my own terms. I'm going to do it right. I'm like, all right, your call. And then they make sure he's set right across from Shaw and the two are talking to each other and like doing one liners back and forth. And then, uh oh, somehow the security uh, doors opened and there's a giant riot and and Shaw's trying to escape. And Hobbs like, I'm going to stop him from escaping. And they both end up escaping. And of course, Kurt Russell's like, that took you longer than I thought. And then he's like, now, now you two are going to work together. And so they go and join the, the family and uh, ideally they got to stop. Yeah. They got to stop um, uh, Dom and the uh, cipher is, is Charlize Theron's name uh, title her her name, her title, whatever uh, they got to stop them from doing some terrorist type shit. And uh, for a while we're like, why is Dom doing this? But we find out, but when Letty was uh, supposedly dead, he was a, uh, he was shagging up with uh, uh, Hobbs's partner, uh, this lady Elena, I think was her name. And uh, turns out that she was pregnant and Cypher kidnapped her and the baby that Dom never knew about. So he's oh, doing shit. this so that they can be free. 
and uh, Dom screws up and let, let lets Letty go on this one job he was working on, and they kill Elena. And now if he fucks up again, his baby's gonna get killed. And oh, it is it is terrible stuff, and nobody knows any of this besides them. And uh, so yeah, so ideally it's now. Uh, we know that Dom's doing this just so he can save his, his, his bastard son that he never knew. Family. And, uh, yeah. And I, and then the, our, our family doesn't know what's going on. And of course the bad guy who, who was Shaw is now working with the good guys and everything's going good. But we finally see Dom finds a chance to sneak out of, uh, her, of Cypher's site. And he goes and talks to Shaw's mommy played, by none other than Helen Marin. Dame Helen Marin oh, is okay. a fast mama. And uh so we mama find out he, he kinda <laughs> he 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 kinda sets it up so uh he tells her what's going on, and later we see him killing Shaw. And it's like, oh shit. And then later we find out really Shaw and Shaw, the two Shaw brothers. I'm talking Luke Evans and Jason fucking statham go to save dom's baby while there's a big fucking final battle happening in moscow uh there there's a big uh chase scene happening on ice with with a bunch of cars driving on ice and and at one point there's a submarine chasing after cars on ice and as that's interconnected with uh jason statham fighting a bunch of people and doing cute things with the baby that's listening to uh i want a hula hoop by the elven and the chipmunks and and oh my god headphones and uh it's just it's it's wacky stuff and uh i loved it i loved every moment this was the director's cut with an extra (laughs) like 16 minutes and it was it was amazing but um at the end there's a barbecue but they're not in los angeles they're in new york city coronas get Dennis, Dennis, this is literally one of my notes here that I have to tell you about. While this is happening, I see bottles of alcohol on the table. I see Stella's. I see Budweiser's, but no Corona's. I don't know what's going on with the Tretto's. What the fuck? Hey, I was I was at a loss. We're going to find out they're all clones. They're not real anymore. The real Toretto family is somewhere (laughs) else. Drinking Corona's in captivity. That's no, the sorry. real bad batch right there. <laughs> oh boy! But fate um, of the what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But one thing that that really stuck out to me was like the the baby that they get. It's 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 a toddler. It's not a, a not a baby, but it's he, not a baby. He's, he's he's probably probably younger than like I don't know, probably like younger than one and a half or something. I was gonna say um, like an eighteen month old or something, but it's just like yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah but in a way he looks a lot like vin diesel and i'm like do they okay. get the baby to look like vin diesel or does vin diesel look like the baby i really don't know it's like little baby a-frame shirts and denim jeans and bald head no no just just the look the look little, the baby little has baby coronas the <laughs> the baby has more hair than him but oh. the facial just well that's easy <laughs> the facial gestures are like just dead on here and it's like what because oh, i know in in f9 i think there's flashbacks i i think of uh of, of the young dom Tretto, and i guess it's his son playing him so it's like is this his son it's not but uh <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm sending you a picture it's coming by snail mail i want i want to show you the baby because i had to take a picture of it uh, it, but um, I want to see a, a little bald baby in a gold chain, a white white. No, 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 no. Some it's fucking like... rolled up cuffs on his denim 
denim jeans. <laughs> it's not, it's nothing like that, at least. <laughs> oh my god, I would be so happy. I would be so that happy. That would be pretty sweet, though. Um, but Elena didn't name the baby because she wanted to tell Dom about it, but he knew she, he was on his honeymoon, so she was going to be respectful and wait, but then she got kidnapped, so she she let him name it. Uh, and so now, now it all comes full circle. Now, in the beginning of the movie, Dom and Letty were talking about having a baby. Now they have a baby. But Dennis, can you guess what the baby's name is? You'll never guess in a million years. Little baby Corona. No, <laughs> uh, what's the baby's name? No, what's the baby's name? <laughs> I want you all to be Brian. Little baby oh, Brian. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. to at this point. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. I'm on board. But once again, Brian is still alive in this world, so I don't get it at all. Come on. What's that's, up with that? That's frightening. Well, was he considering leaving the series at this point? Like, that would be... Well, no, he was dead. An... Oh. The, the, Paul Walker's dead, but but the character gotcha. Brian is still alive. I meant... Okay, 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 I see. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Then that that's... That's why you gotta do it that way. True. And, totally uh... Good. At the end of the movie, the government comes and and guess what they do to uh, Shaw? Oh, not to Shaw. Sorry, to Hobbs. They clean his slate. (laughs) And they also say, if you want it, you can have your job back. And he's like, if I want it, I've been doing this for 16 years. I think I could use a break. And then he looks at his daughter and the daughter's like, and and, and, and he's like, daddy's going to stay home. And it's like, oh. Oh, he flipped the switch on. Daddy's gonna go oh, to work. Shit. But Dennis, uh, you know how you know how they make uh, Dom look evil in this? Uh, they they do heavier eyebrows. Uh, no, they don't. Eugene Levy him. Uh, <laughs> they put him in a black wife beater. So not oh. the classic wife white beater, but he's in a black wife beater. That's how you know Dom's gone rogue. The black hat cowboy is always the bad guy. Of course, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Wow, yeah. quite, uh, so, quite the difference. So I'm going to give The Fate of the Furious three and a half slices of toast because it's a fun romp. And Dennis, I, uh, I, I've i been wrong on the show. I've been saying the next one's the second to last penultimate movie, but there are going to be three movies uh, coming. There, There's two movies to wrap it up. They're going to 11 full movies. Three and, more uh, movies. Yeah, and that's not talking. There's already talk about leaving a female spinoff. There's probably more Hobbs and Shaw's. But one thing I, I I can't wait to find out next week. There were some rumors swirling around the internet, like last year or a year before last year, so two years ago, that uh, uh, Ben Stiller was seen on the set. So there, there's huh, talks what? Ben Stiller might be in it. And I totally hope he's in it. I can't wait to find out if he's in it or not because be Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> they uh, they did put uh, Ryan Reynolds and Kevin heart in Hobbs and Shaw so I'm like bring in fucking Ben Stiller in this I'd love to see that you know he could do it after like you just oh, yeah. go back and watch Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder he fuck yeah he can maintain oh, yeah. an action movie character while still having that underlying like kind of comedy tone that doesn't overpower mm-hmm. the scene he can just kind of whip yeah. it out whenever you need it yeah, that's that, that would be brilliant <laughs> that'd, that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah whip it, it out, did give it me out. a it did give me an idea for a movie, for a script that I want to write. But uh, oh. a little la- last action hero style movie. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Enough and said. Don't don't movie. share it here. Don't give these fools yeah. an idea for something to submit to our festival at the end of the year. <laughs> 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, that brings me to the end of that. And it's bittersweet because I don't know what the heck I'm going to watch once the, the Furious, the Fast Saga is over. But Dennis, you got something new coming up uh, in, in a review now, right? I, I do. I does. And this is something that was in the top 10 of most viewed films in the U.S. on Netflix. So there you go, folks. I viewed this on Netflix. I'm talking about the 2021 release of The Devil Below. Why do you need private security for a scientific expedition? Well, to keep us safe. Safe from what? Wait, hold on one second. Hearing something down there. How is that? What? What Turn it up. Listen to this. What is that? This doesn't feel right. No, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, this was a film that honestly caught my eye because one of the main stars I recognized from a slew of films that I've seen him in before. In particular, I'm speaking of Will Patton, who I remember from Gone in 60 Seconds, and specifically, Remember the Titans, which is one of my absolute favorite football films of all time. Uh, such a strong presence on camera. The trailer hooked me right away. This is a creature feature that, which by the way, is, you know, as we all know, can be rather hit or miss, that uh, it takes place in the Kentucky coal mines where a series of natural disasters have claimed the lives of many coal miners over the history of the small town. And uh, we, we witness one such event where one of the coal miners' sons is just viciously dragged away by a creature. Uh, Will Patton gets stabbed like in the arm or the side with like this fang and his eyes turn black and his vision just fades away. And we jump ahead to present day. And here's this badass like war room. We've got this chick putting up like these profiles she's put together of this team she's working with we're about to do this mission out in kentucky clearly it sounds like we're describing the place we just saw uh but we don't know the area the the city that we i believe we just saw doesn't seem to exist on a map so our 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 main mission go-to lady here that we're focusing on uh arian um she's Put this team together. She's like the guide for this uh, geological research team who claims they are going in to look for this particular type of coal that only exists in this part of the United States because of because of the naturally occurring underground coal fires uh, that have claimed the lives of several uh, coal miners. It's just something some unique property exists here. Blah, blah, blah. It sounds like bullshit. You can just tell right away it's bullshit. You already saw the monster. You know, it's we're coming for the monster. But what's interesting is that as we approach the town, the townspeople start to get very deflective, very defensive. We're pushing our characters away. And you're like, well, of course, you're trying to hide something. They're not like trying to feed the creature. They're trying to keep everyone away from the creature. You start to notice the, the small towns surrounding this area have actually like built up this barrier of this communication network. They all are, as soon as our characters pass through town, word spreads around oh we got we got newcomers look out everyone you know get to your positions so we think I, again at first i was thinking we're going into like offer up and on like a silver platter our characters we were just met turns out it is entirely the opposite they're sneaking their way further and further into the lion's den and before we know it they've just ripped the just the cap off of the the cave here 
and they've released the monsters. It turns out there is this hellish demon that was uncovered over the course of the many hundreds of years of mining in this part of the country. And we, we got to run away from, from, I got to be honest, some quiet place type shit. This is where it started to take a turn. Once we started to see the creatures on camera and we started to learn the boundaries of the world, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You pulled this from here. 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 Everything kind of felt like we've tasted this before. But I will give them this was clearly done on a much, much smaller budget. This was uh, a film that acknowledged the range it lived in. This was a creature feature that knew less was more. They they took the alien slash Jaws approach. We didn't see a whole lot of the monsters until a little further along when it really built up the idea of what the monster was first. And I got to say, they, they designed something pretty gnarly, pretty scary. Once you see it, it's kind of cheesy. And you understand why you can't see it too much. But they did a great job of dancing, dancing around it. I honestly think this is a great film that lived within its means for the most part. Uh, the sets looked fantastic. The locations were gorgeous. I mean, they were out in the mountains shooting the stuff. They legit found these small towns. They had awesome art department on this movie. But I gotta say, the dialogue, some of the characters' logic totally took me out of it. You would literally establish it in one moment, don't do this, don't do that. And they literally do it right away. Like the person explaining the rules of why you can't do this or that would then turn around and do the thing. And you're like, what the actual living fuck are you doing? You just sit and then boom, they're dead. And you're like, well, I don't care because they're stupid. They just told me why you can't do that. But the whole movie felt like that. So although it was 90 minutes, it was still felt a little too long. Um, I got to give them props though, for a lot of cast where I felt like I recognized Many of the people, they still took some risks on some lesser knowns that honestly did a damn fine job. I just feel like the logic and the dialogue repeatedly retracted, like just yanked me out of the scene. And I'd be there one minute and then they'd just do something super idiotic the next. Um, so as much as I want to give it more props for what it was able to accomplish, it still left a bad taste in my mouth by the end of it. So uh, The Devil Below over on Netflix, which was only just released a couple of weeks ago. I'm only going to give one and a half slices. It might be a little harsh, but I just I just found myself shaking my head one too many times. If we just kind of kept the same logic we established towards the beginning of the film, I think I would have bumped it up another half a slice. But man, I wanted this to be like a crawl. I wanted this to be a 47 meters down and it just was nowhere near on the level of those two films. That's kind of sad, kind of a letdown, but yeah, it sounds like it has some things of merit at least. Uh, it, 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 it started off with the right intention and then it just kind of meandered off the wrong way. I feel there were some cool shots. Like I liked seeing all the townspeople turn it like when there was, they had this whole system set up of when there was a, a report went out, we found a pocket of creatures, everyone show up at this location. It's like you see all these hillbilly rednecks turn out with all of their rifles and shotguns and pistols. And one guy's got a flamethrower that he's made out of scrap metal and shit. Those scenes were fucking cool. And then Will Patton was like, he's the guy walking out the front line telling him, all right, everyone open fire. Like that kind of thing. Those mm. shots were cool. It looked visually interesting. 
I really liked the way the whole movie was filmed, but it just didn't carry it for me. It just eh. felt it just fell it's shy okay. a tiny bit. So I wanted to like it more, folks. I just couldn't. Yeah. Sorry, Will. That's yeah, <laughs> Will's going to live. He's going to keep collecting paychecks. He'll he'll be all right, I think. I think he'll be fine. I think. Yeah. I also have something that has been trending on uh, good old Netflix this week. As of today, it's uh, number one. I'm talking about the Kevin Hart film Fatherhood. Excuse me. She's been like crying for hours. Sorry, but this is a group for new mothers. On that sign out there, it says parents. I'm a parent and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Girl's got some stuff flying out of ass. She can either hit you with a streamer or she'll buckshot you. It's a quick whop. I need help. I don't know how you're going to do this. Mm, mm, mm. You could have only one parent. I wish you could have had your mom. Because she would have been better at it. And mommy was the best. Go to sleep, Maddie. Maddie, go to sleep. Maddie, go to sleep. Go to sleep, Maddie. It's not working, though. She's not a clapper. It has a pretty awesome uh, surrounding back, like, uh, co-stars in it. It has Elf, Elfrey Woodard. Uh, Lil Ral Howie, oh, nice. Reiser, uh, this guy who plays Noho Hank over on the show, Barry, Anthony Kerrigan, uh, Frankie Faison, or as I like to call him, Mr. McDowell from uh, Coming to America. Yeah, and, nice. And it has this this young actress, uh, Melody Hurd. Oh, she, she's phenomenal. But uh, this this is not your typical Kevin Hart uh, movie. This this is a drama. Okay. And uh, nice, nice. It's, it's about a guy. He's kind of. A little arrested development, but when we meet him, uh, he, his wife is due to have a baby in, I think, like a, less than a week. And we find out he hasn't even put together the crib. He's behind on doing stuff. And they're at the doctor's uh, office or uh, whoever looks at the babies and whatnot. Uh, I'm totally on that. Yes. And uh, she's like, hey, I know we're supposed to have the baby in four days, but it's still a kind of a breach in there. And I think I'd really like to get you into a cesarean section tonight. I really want to get this baby on. I want everything to go smoothly for the safety of the baby and for, for your, for you, the the, the wife. And, uh, after some jokes and stuff, they're like, all right, cool, let's do it. And, uh, she has the baby. It's good. Everything's looking great. And, uh, then as uh, Kevin Hart and his wife are going to look for the baby, they, they she stands up to go in a wheelchair to be wheeled over to see the baby in the baby observatory area. But she feels kind of oh, lightheaded. No. She kind of faints. Uh, and then she a bunch of people come in to help her out. Kevin Hart's forced out of the out of the room. Uh, and then they break the news to him that she had a blood clot that essentially killed her. Oh, God. And and Damn. so now. He has a baby that he's not really prepared for and his wife just died and his mother-in-law is like, you know what? I think you got to do the right thing. You got to move back to to our home state. Uh, you got to come. Uh, ideally, we want to take care of the baby. You're not really able to do it. And nobody has faith in him, but he's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to raise the baby. I'm going to uh, I'm her father oh, just because yeah. my wife's not here. I'm going to still do it. And it's we kind of see him doing it and uh and and we see his friends uh Lil Rel Howery and this guy Anthony Kerrigan they're kind of helping him out it's kind of like almost like a little 3 minute baby style montage or a full house kind of mo- montage <laughs> okay and 
we see the girl, she's kind of grown up. I guess she's now starting. Like we see him bonding with her. They're always together. Then she goes to preschool. Then she goes to like, I want to say kindergarten. So she's probably what, like six or seven. And then like, he finally decides he's, he, he, his friends kind of set him up with a girl and things are going great. And, uh, he doesn't know how to tell his daughter and he eventually lets the daughter meet her. Things are going good. And then, uh, an incident happens and some stuff gets dicey. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but, um, okay. Okay. It's, it's just about this man coming to, to fatherhood and, and, and raising a child on his own and dealing with the harsh realities of that. And, uh, Damn. yeah, it's, it's very heartwarming. Like it's not, not as much as a comedy, but there is comedy in it for sure. But it's more drama and, and Kevin Hart's good in drama because there's this. And then the Brian Cranston movie, the upside phenomenal oh, yeah. in that and, and great in this. Uh, and yeah, in this movie was the movie that he was shooting when he got in his big car accident. So I'm like, oh, I was trying damn. to see if there are signs of like him, like limping or whatnot, but I couldn't notice anything. So it, it was kind of cool. Um, so I'm going to give fatherhood over on Netflix three and a half slices of toast because it's nice. funny, oh, shit. It's charming, delightful, definitely worth a check out. There we go. You, awesome. That's yeah. good to hear, man. I'm going to add that to the queue for sure. Definitely worth checking out. I think uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to keep my family style reviews coming. Let's keep the ball rolling. Cool. So I'm going to talk about the new Disney Pixar film, Luca, which is available for free on Disney oh, plus. Sweet. We do not go anywhere near the surface. Got it? Everything good is above the surface. Walking. Air. <gasps> the sky, clouds, the sun. Whoa, don't look at it. Just kidding. Definitely look at it. Have you ever gone to the human town? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of an expert. This is about a sea creature, and we see him kind of find items under the sea like kind of a little ariel like like he's like what's this a thing in like intrigued yeah <laughs> and uh and his family's like oh no don't don't touch anything and like he's kind of his family's kind of like a farmer they're farmers they have like little baby fish that they kind of like they're kind of like sheep and the sheep get away the, the sheep style fish get away and he's collecting them and that's when he runs into like this person wearing a uh like a scuba diving, not a scuba diving, but like an old school style scuba diving, like metal, oh, like scuba yeah. villain style suit. Uh-huh. But then we find out it's another creature like him. And then we see him go up to the, the surface with the creature. And when they're there on land, they turn into humans. But if they get wet, that's when they start to show the creature style. Okay. And uh, he kind of forms a friendship with this guy and his parents are, are irritated They They warn him how dangerous it is up there. Like, and might I say his, his family is filled up with some pretty heavy hitters. His mother's played by Maya Rudolph. His dad's played by Jim Gaffigan. His oh uncle, God. Sarah Bar- uh, Baron Cohen. His grandmother is played by Max mom from uh, it's always sunny. Um, oh, damn. And and uh, the, the 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 main character Luca is played by uh, Jacob Tremblay, that young actor who's in a lot of things. Uh, oh yeah. Then there's 
Jack Dylan Grazer, the one of the kids from the Losers Club and it. And uh, I don't know the girl who plays this this character, but essentially it's like his parents find out that he's going up there and they're going to send him to live with his uncle to kind of get him away from everything. And he ends up saying, I don't want to go with my uncle. And he goes up to live with the uh, kid that's up on land. And we found out that the kid on land, his dad's never around and he kind of has free roam to do whatever he wants. And the two like form a friendship and uh they want to get a vespa so they try to make like a vespa scooter kind of scooter <laughs> and it doesn't work and then they they go into town and they see some guy on it like oh my god that's a real one right there and then they 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 see a girl who uh is training for some type of like marathon style like agility course thing and they they find out there's a cash prize for it and they're like, Hey, we want to join your team because we want to buy a Vespa. And like, then they, there's a, there's a friendship that happens with them. They start training together. The girl kind of lets them live in their tree fort. She doesn't know that there are sea creatures. Her dad is actually hunts sea creatures. Oh my God. Kills fish for a living. So it's kind of scary. And if they get wet, they're, they're given away. But, uh, what happens is Luca ends up forming a bond with the girl because she's teaching him things from that she's learned at school. And he's intrigued by this. And the other guy's like, you don't need any of that. And he gets jealous and eh, tempers a flare. And uh, that's kind of the gist of this movie. And uh, I'm going to say Pixar, the, the style, the visuals, it's, it doesn't look as crisp and clean and cool as I, as I imagined. Really? I, and I noticed this with 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 the last Pixar movie, and I think it was Onward. I think it was, I, but now I'm wondering if it's just the fact that they've been doing it for so long. Everyone else has done it, and now they're a bit available to do like bigger and better looking things. But I don't know. I, I just don't know. But I will say the movie, the story, it's delightful. It's fun. It's intriguing. It's engaging. It's heartwarming. It's everything you want out of a Disney movie in a Pixar movie. Nonetheless, I will say other people are giving it harsher reviews but uh i'm gonna give it three slices of toast it's okay. definitely worth nice. to check out i think so yeah still worth yeah. a watch like it i'm not expecting it to be sure. the greatest pixar film i've ever seen but it should still hold up like it's still a pixar movie right you know it's like it should still expect yeah, it to for be sure 100 yeah their bare minimum standard is still a damn good movie so I will say it's better than the Cars franchise, which I don't like, and it's better than some of their lower things, but okay. it's definitely fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, there we go. And uh, I got one more movie, if you don't mind me uh, Hit it. speaking Hit it. for a few more Hit minutes. It. So I got a movie called The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Hit it. Michael Bryce was trying to put his past behind him. You need to forget bodyguarding. Repeat after me. No bodyguarding. No. Bodyguarding. Then he got pulled back in. Let's go! Jesus! To protect this homicidal nutbag's wife. What is he doing here? I said, get anyone but Michael Bryce. I believe it's pronounced, thank you. The sequel to the... <laughs> to the movie I just gave a crummy review earlier. Uh, in this movie, um, we see Sam Jackson and his wife are on their honeymoon. Another movie with people on their honeymoon. Even Family. though they've been married before, but somehow now they're on a honeymoon, anyways. Uh, and Sam Jackson, Jackson, Sam Jackson gets kidnapped, and so Selma Hayek goes to Ryan Reynolds. She's like, he specifically requested you to come and help him. 
And he's like, really? I thought he hated me. And she's like, no, no. She said he wants Michael Bryce there. And he's like, all right. So it's kind of like he goes and helps him. And then the three of them end up getting in this whole ordeal where uh, the FBI wants to use them as kind of like bait to help catch a bigger bad guy. Um, and okay. the bigger bad guy in this film is played by Antonio Banderas, who is also oh, spicy. the ex-lover of Selma Hayek. And we find go. out that she uh, she and him were a couple, but she fell overboard on a, on a, on a boat and uh, got amnesia and didn't remember him. And uh, if that sounds familiar, uh, movie been. Overboard, <laughs> that's exactly what they even oh, call that out no. in the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's bad. That's uh, bad. It's, it's kind of a joke. No, no. It, it, it's, it's funny. It, it is. It, it is, works. But they call it out in the movie. Yeah. Okay. And one of my favorites, um, Frank Grillo's in it. He plays this, oh, nice. this Grizzle, the Boston uh, FBI agent who some reason is vanquished to Interpol. And he's like, we're going to do things the Boston way. I'm going to use you guys to catch uh, Antonio Banderas and this and that. <laughs> and uh, ideally, things th- things go askew. Uh, and it's 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 weird. It's a little wacky. Uh, and it, it's the thing about this, we get more backstory into all the characters. We see Selma Hayek more. She was just like a cliff note in the other movie. Sam Jackson doesn't say motherfucker as much. And uh, we, we kind of see him on a road trip in a way. They're going all across, oh. say, Italy. And okay. uh, Ryan Reynolds, there's a point where Ryan Reynolds uh, has to get some help. So he goes to his father. Uh, and, and there's a classic great moment here where his father's revealed to be Morgan Freeman. And Sam Jackson's at <laughs> a loss that he has a black father. And, uh, but it turns out it's his, his stepfather, but he is the best of the best of bodyguards. He is the triple okay. standard. And Ryan Reynolds is afraid that uh, his father is going to be do not love him because he let him down and he got kicked out of the triple A standards. And his dad's like, no, I son, I love you. And he's so encouraging and he helps them out. And <laughs> it's great. There's some fun stuff there. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's odd, but it works. And I'm sorry if I just spoil that because it's a great reveal. Oh, I feel like a jackass, but Hey, I'm sorry. I have to sell you some spicy stuff. And there uh, there's a lot of, slapstick comedy in here which is weird like ryan reynolds gets knocked out or flies out of a car and 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 you think he at one point you think he's dead and selma hayek and and sam jackson uh decide to give him a little like funeral where they say like some some niceties about him and then they they throw his dead corpse into the water but he's really alive and he freaks out it's just so over the top and wacky and weird and it just should not work, but somehow this movie works. It's funny. It's it's sweet. It's kind. There's some really great action stuff in it, and it's shot well, and it's just a weird sequel that is much better than the actual original okay, movie. So okay. I'm going to give the, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard two slices of so it's not a giant step up, but it's definitely good. It's, uh, it's better. It's better than yeah, the first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it's fun. There's actual like the first movie. I didn't laugh. This movie, there were some laughs nice. that weren't forced. OK, OK, there you go. We earned we earned the chuckles. That's what we want to hear. That's what exactly. we want to deliver to you. All right. Yeah. Nice, man. But uh, Dennis, there's there's something that I really need to be delivered to me. Um, I want to know about the last two episodes of The Bad Batch. I feel Oof. like I, I need that. I'm jonesing for some some Bad Batch talk. 
Oh boy. Well, folks, here it is. You know, we're coming down to it. This is going to be the the old TV but film based series section here. We're going to crack it open to the Bad Batch. I'm on Home Force 99. Found and wiped out. And I'm going to talk about episodes seven and eight, just to bring us up to speed for those of you who may or may not have seen this last couple. Ooh, man, I got to say, these last two were easily my favorite episodes of the series so far. We uh, we bought we brought back some classic character, well, some classic animated characters, uh, characters I'm a big fan of. There we had the moment I knew we were going to build up to and that was the removal and the 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 peak of the issue of the inhibitor chip uh omega has been warning us all along tech has been saying all along we gotta we gotta get this handled we gotta take care of this then we finally had uh another character intercede and be like hey guys i had mine taken out you guys need to do it too right now this is how we're gonna do it and I'm talking about one of my favorite Clone Wars characters, Rex, shows up in the series, and he's he's survived Order 66. He's been in hiding. It's clear he started helping the, the new rebel cause. Uh, he alludes to some connections that we don't get to establish, so I'm excited to reintroduce what, what that may come uh, later on in the series. But our old boy Rex points him in the direction of a Jedi, like a Jedi cruiser junkyard where the Empire has begun the decommissioning of the former Galactic Republic fleet. And they they discover a ship that still has its medical bay operational where they could proceed to do the surgery to remove all of their inhibitor chips. Now, like I teased before, this is after Wrecker, unfortunately, has a breakdown and he goes ape shit on him. And he, the sad part is, and I, I believe I said that in my review episode six, he can remember the feeling of the order. Like when the, when the chip kicks in, you retain your sanity and your personality, but the orders supersede everything. And you're just like sitting in the back seat watching everything happen while your body just goes through the motions. Now, uh, this week I saw an article pop up that posed an interesting concept. The clones that assisted with Anakin's massacre at the Jedi temple were following the inhibitor chips influence. So if you can imagine being a clone trooper, being told to assist in the massacre of children, and you just had to do it regardless of how you felt. Every one of those clones who had a soul, had a personality, had their own thoughts, had to follow the order, and inside their their soul is probably just getting shredded apart because they're they're human, even if they are clones. Like just that concept alone was just like really brutal to me. They outlined the specific ideas of that. All of the clones can remember everything, even if they're following through the orders they don't want to follow through. So that was that was brutal alone to me. But in that first episode, we established all of this. Our dudes are clean. The only one left that has an inhibitor chip is Crosshair, who is now with the Empire, like 100%. And uh, as we leave off of there, we see that our, our boys and, and little lady are discovered by a faction that is working for the empire their positions given away we we are 
blown. Our cover is blown. Rex has already bounced. He just got the process started for them. And he's like, I got to get back to it. But if you guys are ready to continue being soldiers, I got some folks you, you should talk to. And they're like, no, 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 no. We got to find We have to find our own path. And Rex has this badass line of we were born, born soldiers. We're going to die soldiers. Why not fight for the right side? Like he just lays it out for him. Let's let's be real here. This is this is what we were made for. Um, now in the next episode, episode eight, again we get we we get to revisit some cool characters. Uh, just to try to wrap it up a, a little faster. Um, one of my favorite bounty hunters who doesn't get, I feel like, uh, enough love. Cad Bane makes an appearance, and he he shows up. He shows up and kidnaps Omega, like just takes him out straight out of Hunter's arms. He's desperately trying to protect her. And he he uh, they have this uh, blaster pistol duel, like full on pull out of the holster moment. But Cad Bane is just a little faster. Luckily for Hunter, though, he carried plate armor that protected his heart. Unfortunately, it knocked him unconscious. And Cad Bane was able to get away with Omega. And did, uh, there's more to the episode. I don't want to spoil all of it. But damn, we had some killer moments. Uh, our the, the Batch crosses paths with uh, Crosshair again while he's full Imperial mode. And damn, that was a badass gun battle. I got to say, this was like Mandalorian level tension of just trying to escape uh, the sights of Crosshair. Go figure. Um we had some great high stakes moments there. There was a great room in the artillery battery level where they were able to, uh, they're completely surrounded by stormtroopers. Uh, crosshair is just about to like arrest him and tech is able to fire up the main guns and he fires one of the main batteries just as crosshairs walking past, knocking him off his feet, knocking him out cold. They are able to just barely get away for a moment before he wakes up and, I mean, he's a bad batcher, so this guy bounces back hard. And guess what? He is pissed. He is not going to let his former comrades slip out from his grasp. Such a strong episode. Great way to leave it off. Oh, I cannot wait for episode nine. If it just keeps up the same pace. And I will say, I was watching this out in the living room. This like stopped Val dead in her tracks. She, uh, I was like 10 minutes into episode seven. She sat down and finished off the episode with me. She's like, it was that good. The, the dialogue, the just the tension in the scene, immediately identifiable. You were in it to win it. I hmm. oh, it's gonna be so good when you catch up to the to this uh, the more recent ones. It it just gets better and better. I love it. I know I'm always gonna well, hype up the fucking good. Star Wars train, but this is definitely climbing up to the top of my favorite animated Star Wars things ever for sure. It's it sounds nice the fact that you um, took a week off and then you got to watch two episodes back to back. Oh that turned yeah, out to be two of your favorite episodes. So that's that's kind of kind of reassuring knowing that I got like eight episodes that I uh, need to catch up on. Really good stuff. And I will say, like for those of you folks who haven't started or you only watched the pilot and you're like, what the fuck is this? Why are you hyping it so much? They always give a very easy start because they 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 don't know which end of the Star Wars universe, like what corner you're coming from. So they want to make it as approachable as possible. So please excuse the soft edges on the pilot. It just gets better, harder, darker, more intense. You get the Dave Filoni Star Wars that we've all come to know and love in full force by the the last two episodes I just saw. So awesome, awesome stuff. 
I'm going to keep nice. overhyping it as much as I can. <laughs> hey, that's why we're here. Spreading the good word of the George Lucas created universe. That's right, sir. That's what I'm here for now. <laughs> that's all I, but I also to like do. to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Absolutely. Because uh, let's be honest, Disney has delivered some damn good stuff. And I have yet to see one of their live action series in recent memory that has disappointed. They've all had their own unique flavor. And Loki is no different than the rest. Actually, the, by my exact phrasing, Loki is very different from the rest, which is great. <laughs> you picked up the Tesseract breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it. Why me? I need your unique Loki perspective. Do I get a weapon? Nah. Unbelievable. Wherever you go, it's just death, destruction, the literal ends of worlds. I know. We are at episode two now, Dennis. Can you believe that we're we're, we're going to be three soon? No, man, because I'm still trying to get over the fact that we're getting to enjoy it. Like, it, I, it still feels like it kind of just hit us and I'm still reeling mm -hmm. in like, we get to jump right into another badass series. Um, and it, it, it is owning up to everything the first episode did. I got to say, second one. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome I think, stuff. I think you said in a mic. I don't know if it was off mic, but it started a bit slow. It was kind of like a bottle episode. They were kind of yes. just sitting at a table talking. But then when they when they started time jumping to like uh, ancient Greece, right before Pompeii oh, was about no, to explode. Uh, Vesu was yeah. Vesuvius. Pompe yeah. Vesuvius. Oh my God. Mount Vesuvius. That was that so was funny. I can do anything I want. And I love you just flat out <laughs> says, we are time travelers from the future. <laughs> You're all screwed. You're going to die. <laughs> so wonderful. Uh, still amazing performance. I mean, I just, Loki is so entertaining to me. And I know you'd mentioned earlier he wasn't one of your favorite villains, but it's he's always been a like a a semi a quasi villain to me where he's just had his own motivation, his own intentions that sometimes do align with some of the good guys. It's just, you know, he wants to be the one in total control and power. He wants you to recognize but Loki's the, the, in the, a way, the though, big boss. Wasn't he kind of Thanos's puppet in Avengers? Wasn't that Until all, uh, he was Thanos one of the game? first characters to like get the closest to actually taking Thanos down. And That's I right. gotta say, knowing Loki's character, how do we not know this wasn't always a part of his plan? Because let's be honest, he thinks so much of himself. As soon as he hears about someone else being the most powerful thing in the universe, isn't he going to start? Like, I feel like a fragment of him is going to try to figure out how he's going to beat him himself. Yeah. Because Loki's got to be the most powerful being in the universe. <laughs> uh, that's what I, one of the things I love about his vanity is that the Hulk could be just beating the shit out of him, swinging him over his head. <laughs> and he the best he can do is laugh it off because it's like, oh, my God, I, there's nothing I can do. Um, it, I, I just genuinely enjoy his presence all the time. Even when he is a full on villain, he's still more entertaining than I feel like a lot of the other villains we were given throughout the other films. And yeah. I, I loved him coming back and I loved the introduction of the series, but now I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, our boy Mobius. Mm, I love him. I, I our main it. man, Mobius, excuse me. So, <laughs> so, so amazing. I mean, let's be honest. He's Owen Wilsoning the shit out of this role, oh, yeah. but, but it's so good. It's so entertaining. I love seeing this 
Will now, come on, guys, let's just give him a chance now. You know, like I love these very Owen Wilson moments, but it just lends mm-hmm. itself to the character. It lends itself to the context of this the episode and the show. Uh, even the the high tension scenes, he delivers it. He sends it. Whenever there's times we think Loki's actually betraying us, even though we know he's not. Well, actually, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. And that, but I also like that. I like that. I'm it's really not Loki. sure. It's very, it's very Loki of him. Uh, that we, ah, oh, damn. We raised the stakes. Uh, like we said, we started off pretty contained. It was a slow burn. He was still kind of learning the the beats of the world. I, I liked watching the gears turn and seeing Loki like figure out where where do I actually fit in here? Like, what is my actual job? And we get to see it full on front and center. He does his best to attempt to Loki the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Mobius just, you almost he had me. Right <laughs> But we gotta go. Okay, reset it. You know, he, they drop the bomb. They get the fuck out of it. I loved. I loved that uh, Renaissance fair that we kept going to. Yeah, that was funny. That was like it's 1985, but everyone's Ren fared up. It was that was entertaining. That was a good way to start the episode. But yeah, and then then we jump into once they jump into the future where they figure out, hey, I think Loki's gonna be here. Yeah, it's like, he's he's hiding in apocalypse <laughs> events. He's hiding in large scale natural disasters that there are no survivors. So it's a perfect area in time where time loops are unaffected. No matter what, no matter what you do mm-hmm. in this space, the the event will wipe out any trace of you existing. Therefore, it's like a free playground. As long as you can keep which, jumping back in time. You, you it, which it's the it's, TVA didn't even know was a thing. And yeah. he actually taught them something. That was that was pretty impressive. I liked that moment. That was fun. Especially, like we said, the Pompeii, the whole Mount Vesuvius blast thing was very funny. And it still was very informative. Just like watching a lot of the big tentpole Marvel summer movies. Yeah. We arrived to that same conclusion. I felt like very much in that big theatrical way. Ooh, my, one of my favorite parts of this episode was the scene with him and the librarian trying to ask for all these books that are off limits. And she just <laughs> denies them. And then she's like, here's the one book you can actually read. It's like, and oh, then hands great. him un, unbeknowingly hands him something that ends up assisting them and mm-hmm. showing the showing him the, the beginning of that chain of apocalypse events where he he recognizes the pattern that there is zero oh. uh, variant energy detected. Is the main thing. And, and another scene I think that happens right after that scene, maybe, is uh, Owen Wilson enjoying, I think, like a salad and reading a magazine. And he's like, oh, come on, that? man. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, uh, is that a, wa- a jet ski? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. 1994 jet skis were the best. This and that. He's like, have you ever wrote on one? Oh, no, no, oh, no, I can't. I like the idea. No, it's like they are the perfect <laughs> fusion of form and function. The jet ski. He's just so enamored by the concept. And then what I thought was funny is that the the, the guy in the ad for the jet ski, he kind of looked like a Hemsworth to me. It's like, what's Thor doing riding this jet ski over here? <laughs> is this a variant what world? Did, did, did he actually end up becoming a jet ski model in this uh, other timeline that uh, you never Mobius might have picked up his catalog? I don't know. I don't know. And. And then uh, Loki gets to see a little bit more of the destruction of Asgard. That, that oh, was kind of intense. brutal. Yeah. If I wanted yeah. to go back to Asgard and throw the Hulk off the Rainbow Road, I could. <laughs> I, I liked. I like. 
I could burn the palace to the ground. He's just like <laughs> throwing these horrible extreme examples. Like he could throw the Hulk but... off the Rainbow Road. And then so, yeah, when we're in the future and we find out uh, that anybody they come across could be Loki disguised as someone else. That was kind of cool. And then you see Loki can touch someone and then. The, yeah, his like this like spirit jump thing where he can it, like just like you said, transfer his essence, transfer control from one to another. It's like his shadow is jumping from one living being to another. They they can remain alive when they leave. But mm-hmm. then we uh, am I tipping the hand too early? We, we, we see the other variant. We finally get to meet them face to face. We do. And Loki knows I got to follow them through this time gate or time door. Time gate. I, they, we actually yeah. define it. I forget which. Anyways, I, time I, thing. I'm bad with time that. portal. We, uh, we, yeah. we established that uh, these are accessible only through the gear of the TVA agents. And uh, that is why this other Loki variant oh, has been jacking all the shit. stuff. And, all the, uh, the the fucking little bombs he sets off. Oh, that was so cool! And which, by the way, I love that. the animation of like the liquids mixing, and you watch the whole mm. process of it slowly detonating. I I liked that whole thing. But watching a warehouse of them start to crack off and yes. then teleport out—that was cool. I was not expecting. Leaving. I thought they were just trying to just delete the fuck out of Loki and Mobius, but mm-hmm. no, 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 no. We have an entirely different plan. We're going to throw the TVA into complete chaos, throw, make all the agents have to respond, go to wildly different timelines. Oof. That's smart. That's and then smart. the uh, the other Loki walks into frame. We finally get to mm-hmm. meet them. This yes. is not a Loki we were expecting to see, I got to say. But not I think a Loki all. from the comics, if I'm not mistaken. This yes, might be the, the current is version. It, is, it, is it Lady Loki? Is that what This is Lady Loki. Yes, uh, she she's pissed and she's about to fuck shit up. That that is very clear. I'm they they are just ready to do the Loki thing and (laughs) clearly to another level that our Loki is not ready to respond. So uh, they uh, he follows Lady Loki through the portal, but to the eyes of Mobius, it just kind of looks like all he did was escape. So I like this added element of now he's kind of on the run, even though he seems to still be fighting for the TVA. So Wait, we'll which is funny see. because he did tell the variant Loki that he was trying to play them. But it's like, I, I fully don't believe that. I, I feel Isn't like that not what lie. you would say to the person you were trying to pull one over on? Though? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's exactly what Mobius says. You ever notice the first the the first person to say you can trust me is the liar, and that's the first thing Loki says to Lady Loki. You can, like we can help each other. I've been trying to take control of them the whole time. He's only saying exactly what they want to hear. What they want to hear, and then it caught her attention too because you saw the look in her eye of like, oh, oh yeah. that's I don't want to do that, but damn, you got some lofty goals. All right, I like I'm not going to murder you, but I'll uh, I'm just I'm going to run away now. I may or may not leave the door open behind me. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I really am intrigued to see where the next episode is going to go. Like what's going to happen to Mobius? Because everyone's like kind of like, why are you trusting this variant? You you know, you shouldn't trust him. He's like, but he has the faith. He he believes in him. So it's like, I want to see it pay off for him. And I got to say, seeing the I know it's supposed to be an hourglass, but all I can think of is the X-Men Mobius 
the Black Widow-like symbol. I hear the name. I see the triangles. I'm like, oh, damn. I know we're yeah. going to be building up to the villainous version. This is going to be awesome. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to just enjoy the ride. But you see all the hints. The doorway to the judge's office. The, the logo over his shoulder. Like, you see it next to his face multiple times throughout the episode. I'm like, you're just beating us over the head with it. Oh, that'll be that'll be fun when we get to that point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I, I don't know what there really is to say about it besides the fact that this show is still continuing to... Still good. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's another, another awesome chapter to the Marvel Cinematic Series. If you enjoyed the other shows, you, there's no reason to not jump into this one. Uh, I mean, Adam, I think it's safe to say, even if you're not the biggest fan of Loki, this show highlights the best sure. parts of the character and makes him so entertaining and very, very worth investing some time into. Lots of I entertainment so. to be had. I, yeah. I'd say so. Does does not disappoint yet. I, I can't wait to watch more of this next week. But, you know, uh, what won't be disappointing you toasters come this December Mm. That would be Movie Toast, the festival, folks. You know, you've been hearing about it. I, I might, hey, warn me if I jumped into it too early, but I thought it was the right, uh, the right time. We want to see more of this excitement. Uh, send us your stories. Send us your short films that can put us in this. We want to be this excited talking about your films, not just the stuff we get to watch in theaters, not the stuff we get to watch in streaming, but this is your creativity that we get to discuss. Yeah, we're we're having a uh, online digital short film festival in the end of December, and uh, we we've done festivals before, and it's always fun finding uh, new new voices and people that just can knock your socks off. And like we said, we're filmmakers ourselves, and, and we know how much work and effort goes into it. And we know sometimes all that money, effort, sweat, bones, tears, blood that goes into making a movie. Sometimes people don't see your work and it's a, it's a disgrace. And we're always reviewing these big budget things that everyone's heard of. And it's like, no, no, let us toast your stuff. We want to, we want our audience to be your audience. So we, we want you to go over to filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast, the festival or filmfreeway.com search for movie toast, the festival and give us a chance like we really want to see some cool stuff and we've seen some great submissions so far but yes sir. there's always room for more toast in our toasters that's right we got plenty of slots open pop on by and see uh see what genre fits fits your film i'm sure we have one for you but but do it soon the every uh every so often the price does creep up just a tiny tiny amount but it is still an entry level cost so don't let those uh, words scare you away go check it out filmfreeway.com and uh while you're on the web we also mm. have a we also have a social media presence we got we got some other social sites we got the youtube movie toast news and reviews where we got lots of fun videos for you to check out things you did not hear on the podcast entirely different reviews some fun mm -hmm. clips uh really really good stuff over there to check out uh we're also on facebook instagram twitter uh, th these are all fun places to have discussions of. We got polls going up. We got fun uh, facts and things we like to share. We have a Discord server if you want to chat with us. Uh, you got to find the link over on our Reddit page. We also oh. have a Movie Toast Reddit. Uh, come over there, check it out, chat with us. Uh, you're going to be talking to one of us, one of our fantastic interns we got working on the show. 
um, it's it's a lot of fun over there, but we need you and your participation in order to make it happen. Yeah, and every week you hear us talk about polls and audience feedback, and that's that's you can find it all at Twitter at, at Movie Toast. <laughs> Let's cut that part there, please. I'm gonna go back there. Sorry, I just heard a weird noise for a second. Um, let me let me take that back. Yeah, and every week you hear us do polls and get audience feedback on their favorites and whatnot of things that we've talked about in the past. And that's all able to happen over at Twitter. You can get in on the action. Just go to Twitter and search movie underscore toast. And uh, voila, you're there. You can hear us. You can see different things. You can interact with us. You can uh, smell it's fantastic. us. Oh, Probably not smell that. I hope not because it could get stinky. Or, yeah, pro- it pro- probably. We just got out of the shower. I don't, I don't know. Who am I to judge? As long um, as it's not yeah. that burnt toast. Yeah, you might be having a stroke and that's no laughing matter, people. Please see your physicians or call 911 for emergency help right away if you're feeling any signs of uh, pain and smelling burnt toast. Or make sure you got batteries in your smoke alarm too, because you might have actual burnt toast. Uh, that, that's Th- this is true. Cool. Do not confuse the two though, please. Yes. Yeah. Play it safe. Either way, be responsible. And while you're being responsible, we want to be responsible. We want to show that we know people love and enjoy. We want to know if things are working for you. If things aren't working for you, yeah, you can let us know on our socials, but if you could do something huge for us and it's free, it's, it takes a second or two or maybe five minutes. I don't know. If you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, it doesn't have to be glowing. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be bad. It just has to be an honest, honest, honest to God review. Like we want you to review us because we want to improve our show. We want to make it as maximum awesomeness as we can. I know that that wasn't even a real sentence, but yeah, I went for it. That maximum overdrive. You're going to Emilio the shit out of your review and you're going to tell us what you think of the toast. Oh, don't sound so angry there, Dennis. Let's sound inviting and friendly. I'm passionate. Passion! (laughs) Well, I'm passionate. But there is one other thing you can do for us that takes no time and effort. Dennis, what can these fine folks do for us? We just ask that you please stay toasty. So ideally, it's like the the family has to find out what's going on. Fuck. I'm sorry, dude. I think Dom Toretto's breaking into a car right now. I think he is. He's about to be furious. I did. I'm furious. 